We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. I want to give a quick thank you to you, the listener. I appreciate you, and I want you to know that. If there's ever anything that I can do to support you, please reach out. That being said, here's two ways that you can connect with me. First, definitely check out our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships, where you can continue the conversation on networking. Second, LinkedIn is the channel that you're going to find me most active on. You can search for Lori Hybe. Simply click the follow button as I post daily information about marketing strategy, tips, and all podcast episodes and upcoming events. If you would actually like to connect, just make sure to send a note with your connection request that references Social Capital. Social Capital Podcast is sponsored by Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency that believes that you need to really understand your customer before you can start marketing to them. Learn more at keystoneclick.com. Today's guest is Dan Schneck. He is the CEO and founder of WJI Networks Business Solutions, an IT agency firm in Brookfield, Wisconsin, specializing in providing engineered technology and cybersecurity solutions, building and integration of IT systems, and support for the modern business office, warehouse, or automated production facility. He hosts the IT Records Podcast, which features discussions with business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals about the human side of business, how technology affects personal and professional development, and what motivates guests. As his creative passion, Dan performs jazz, blues, and funk music on the Hammond B3 organ with his group, B3 Groove. Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lori. I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here as well. You've got quite the diverse background. IT, music, what a combination. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, there are always two things that I've loved ever since I was a small child. So I'm I'm happy to always talk about both. (laughs) Like I can talk everybody's ear off about both topics. Uh, I I get it. I get it. Um, So this first question, I think, is a really hot topic right now. And it's uh, some buzzwords that I am hearing more and more happening just in general. But can you explain to our listeners, what is digital transformation and why should we care about it? Yeah, absolutely. So digital trans- transformation, ha- you know, it actually has a, a personal connection to me and it's why I really started this company. Um, I, and I think COVID, uh, the, you know, the whole pandemic really accelerated all of this for, for all of us, for all companies, digital transformation, to me is what's your goal for the future and how do we get there and how do we leverage technology to help you meet your goals and your business growth? I mean, it's, it's really that simple. Um, like you said, it's kind of a buzzword that's out there. Um, but, but really I think it's, it's taken a deep dive in, in assessing what you want to get out of your business using technology. I, I agree. And, and understanding that technology is not something that's on its way in. It's here, it's active. And really, if you're not using it, you're slowly disappearing by trying to function in, in the old old ways of conducting business. So at least that's my personal opinion. 
Couldn't agree more. I mean, um, you know, I, I work with a lot of clients who are kind of stuck or struggling to make the leap. And, you know, again, now that, now that the pandemic has kind of forced us to be in this situation, um, you know, I can't tell you how I run into a lot of business owners who just are really struggling with that whole concept of how do I get to the cloud? How do I upgrade my systems? How do I meet the new demands? How do I move to e-commerce? So, you know, I feel like there's a lot of crossover between our two worlds that we work in. You know, we, 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 I run into business owners all the time who are asking about technologies like that phone systems and websites. And, you know, how do I integrate all this stuff? And, and, more importantly, how do I do it in a cost-effective way? So a big part of what we do is eliminate the complexity of IT and try to come in and, and be that partner that can help be a concierge, um, kind of an IT quarterback, um, talk the lingo, communicate on how to achieve your goals. I love that. So let's talk about how automation is changing the world of business a little bit. What are, what are you seeing? Oh man, where do I start with automation? First of all, it's changing the landscape, as I'm sure you'd agree. It's just changing the landscape of how we connect with with customers. And, you know, so from from my perspective, um, sitting in an IT kind of engineering and support world, um, technology like like click to chat, digital chat, ways to connect, communicate with customers on service calls, that's all evolving rapidly. Um, you know, making it easier to connect and communicate with customers, number one, um, it's presenting a lot of new challenges in, in going out and, and, and finding new business. I know there's a lot of automation happening with email and CRMs and things like that. Um, but I think more, more fun to me and, and, you know, where I sit, my, my background is a little more as a technology integrator. So I, I spend a lot of time in automation facilities and manufacturing companies that are uh, implementing a ton of automation. And it, it's really fascinating to see that shift um, from robotics to packaging lines. And, you know, that automation world is, is, is just taking off like crazy lately really helping companies to produce more, faster, better. And, you know, the, the level of knowledge is really rising within those companies on, you know, how to automate processes and, and procedures. Uh, it's really fun. Yeah, I, I'm fascinated with automation. And, you know, we, we do a lot of work in the manufacturing industry. And that's just one of the things where I see a lot of um, investment taking place in in creating efficiencies with business processes, not just on the you know tangible product side, but also on the delivery of service, as you're talking about, you know, trying to attract new clients and and whatnot. And um, automation probably ties in a bit to AI and artificial intelligence. I know we, you and I, haven't really covered this topic much, um, mm. but is that something that you've been diving into um, from the IT world? Yeah, absolutely. So like some of the most fun projects that I've been involved with recently are, you know, inside of those manufacturing companies, we're taking AI technology and hooking it into, you know, like a packaging line. So, so I work with a warehouse manager, for example, on what is your workflow and 
it's fascinating to watch because the AI can take the workflow and streamline that, that entire packaging process. So, and that becomes a differentiator for the customer. So it, it's really, AI is cool stuff, very powerful. Yeah, and it's touching all aspects of life. And yeah, I think a lot of people have some fear around it, but at the same time, it's like, you're actually using it right now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. with, with so many, you know, and, and your email, like I use, we use Gmail and, you know, you start typing something and it like just finishes the sentence for you. I mean, that's your text messaging apps, you know, where it's guessing what you're going to say. That's, that's artificial intelligence right there. Yeah. Autocomplete. It's one of the original AI technologies, right? And, and, and that's, that's where I go with it too, is it's, it's not only is it, it's fun and it's fascinating, but it, it really has a, a benefit to the business, which is the part I like, you know, it's so in the example I used before, um, you know, I work with a warehouse manager and it, you know, the AI really almost learns to complete his or her thoughts, right? It's like, how do I do this? Um, so we're using technology to fill in gaps and do things faster, better, more efficiently. And now that warehouse manager frees up a ton of time to work on things that are of more value to the business. That's the exciting part for me. Well, and that's a, that's a very powerful statement that you said, because I think people have fear around automation to some degree. Um, but the reality is if you're creating efficiencies in other parts of your business, it's opening up more time for you to be strategic, to really think and to take things to the next level and do something different and unique with your business. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and I'm trying to so in, in one case, um, I worked with a tannery and we worked on an automation project for that tannery. And the guy who was in charge of creating all the formulas, after, he, after we implemented this system for him, he was automating like 80% of the processes that he was doing manually wow. before that. That freed up so much time. This guy's name was Rob. Rob ended up taking, a, he got a promotion and to a management position because he made that so efficient. They could hire one person to do what he was doing and more. And he was moving on to better, more valuable things. And then and he wanted to work with customers. So he ended up kind of moving into a sales role and discovered a whole new opportunity um, and I credit a lot of that to AI. That's awesome. How do we find technology resources when we need advice? Well, that's easy. You just call WGI Networks. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, you know, I think, I, I guess my answer to this is, is a little nuanced. I, I mean, I, first of all, I, everyone needs a good technology partner these days. Um, so my answer to that would be, do your homework, um, communicate, talk, interview, um, you know, interview different technology companies. I find that there are, first of all, there are a ton of tech companies out there. Um, I always like to say you can throw a rock and hit an IT company, but all of us specialize in different nuances and, and areas. So like our strength is really what we opened with digital transformation, taking the customer on the journey from good to better and, finding cost savings on existing technology. You know, that's our wheelhouse. Um, 
really ask questions and um, attend attend some events. There are such great cybersecurity webinars happening and informational webinars happening. Um, you know, if you visit our website, we have some content posted. We run webinars all the time and um, just be willing to have a conversation, ask questions. There are so many, you know, it's a little overwhelming, I think, for customers at this point because of the explosion of technology. Um, but, you know, we at WGI Networks are certainly here to help answer any questions. And that's what we like to do. We like to be your concierge and your, and your quarterback. So we, we think we have the answers and, and feel free to ask. That, that's great. Um, we'll circle back to how people can do that later on in this episode. But Dan, this is a great time to pause for a quick message from our sponsor. All right. Social Capital is sponsored by Keystone Click. Located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Keystone Click is a strategic digital marketing agency focused on helping their clients generate and nurture opportunities online. For Social Capital listeners, they've created an awesome Guide to Profits booklet featuring 42 tips on how to build brand awareness, generate leads, and nurture those opportunities online. Visit keystoneclick.com backslash profits to download your own guide today. So Dan, this show is all about networking and not networking from the sense of the IT world, which is where, where your passion lies, but networking from the sense of creating relationships. And when some people hear that word, it's very scary. And it's probably scary when it comes to the IT world as well. <laughs> but my, my goal is to alleviate any fear that someone may have. And I hope you can help me do that by sharing maybe one of your most successful networking experiences. Sure. Well, I think recently one of my most successful networking experiences was uh, finding a group called Vistage. Um, I joined this group a couple of years ago. It's a a peer uh, entrepreneur and CEO group. Um, That really is, has been a a godsend for me. It's been a great group uh, to to connect with other like-minded business owners and, um, that's just been a huge journey and success for me. It's, it's um, definitely a fantastic group. And I'm a huge advocate of the masterminds and surrounding yourself with, you know, either those you aspire to be like, or those that are at the same wavelength as you. So, you, you know, that are experiencing that, that same, you know, challenges, um, you know, there's a phrase for entrepreneurs and business owners that it's it's lonely at the top. And and I definitely can resonate with that. I'm sure you can too, but it's nice to have those like-minded individuals to to rely on. Yeah, you know, while you were talking, I thought of one other one other thing. I mean, at sure. the beginning of 21, I set out to network on purpose with at least two people per week. So I've I've been doing that regularly, just meeting with people networking, seeing where we have common connections, just putting myself out there and having those meetings. That is, has been a really cool thing. I've met so many cool people. You mentioned my podcast. Um, and so I've found a lot of podcast guests that way. And, and that's mm-hmm. been a really great experience. Uh, just, just getting out and talking, I think is the important thing and making a connection. Um, you know, something you said was interesting within IT specifically, I feel like in the past, technology has possibly been viewed as this impersonal, automated thing. It's funny we're talking about automation. So that's kind of part of it, right? Um, 
you know, it's behind the scenes. Um, but I'm, I'm actually really happy to see technology and IT elevated to a point where it, we, we are personal now. Because I've, I've always enjoyed that aspect of having a relationship with, with my clients and, and communicating with them on, a, like you said, a strategic level instead of just a, hey, my system's broken level. So how do you stay in front of your network and your community? and nurture these relationships that you're fostering? Uh, I visit my customers a lot. So I, I have a lot of FaceTime with customers. Um, as, part of, as part of our process, when we onboard a client, um, I make it a point to visit customers every couple of months and check in with them. Um, again, on that strategic level. Hey, and and it's, not, it's not all about tech. You know, it's just checking in. Hey, how's your business going? Where are you struggling? Um, you know, and I'm always listening for technology solution that can help them. And uh, I'm always amazed at the number of times that when, when I create that relationship with a customer that, you know, hey, we end up talking about 15 other things. But one of them is a really important technology solution that, that I might be able to provide. Love that. Um, I, I definitely think it's important to stay in front of, front of your audience, regardless if they're a customer or not, actually. Um, but it's just top of mind, remind them that you exist and offer advice, like you said. So speaking of advice, what advice would you offer that business professional who's really looking to grow their network? So in terms of growing your network, now are you talking about an IT network or network network? Relationships, we're talking about building relationships. All right. (laughs) See, I'm always thinking about IT. I know. Well, keep, keep connecting, connect, connecting is my thing. Um, make it a point to follow up, stay in touch. Um, don't always pick up the phone and talk about your business. Like I said, the conversations that I love to have with my customers are, aren't even about it half the time. Um, so I think, uh, I, I mean, prior to the pandemic, I'm embarrassed to say I didn't even use a CRM, never really had to, but man, I, I, I lean on my CRM like crazy. Um, I, I leave touch points, follow up with my customers, uh, make it a point to tell your story as often as you can. I think that's really important. The storytelling is a critical component to being able to connect with people and, and, and more so on an emotional level and, and people either, you know, they have empathy for you or, or your story resonates with them. And, and that's how you kind of build rapport, establish trust, um, and, and maintain a long, long-term relationship with someone. Yeah. Well, and like for me, I, I, I love talking, you opened with it. I, I, I do uh, music on the side. I've been a professional musician since I was young and, that's something I'm really passionate about. I'm, I'm always connecting with people on that level, um, which again, really has nothing to do with IT, but it, it leads to some really fascinating conversations that are, that really build a relationship. You know, we end up talking about what kind of music everyone's into and, you know, whether they're sons and daughter or they played music in the past. And that's something we talk about on my podcast a lot. I love to make that connection between music and technology. Um, you know, because from my side of the fence, I see the two is very connected um, and I'm passionate about that. You know, when I'm when I'm looking at a network, when my team looks at a network, uh, 
I always encourage them to think of it as if we're a composer. I mean, we're building a symphony for this client or we're built, we're, you know, writing a score, we're putting on a performance and, and we want that to be the best performance that, that it can be. I love that. I, I like the analogy and how you tie in the music to the, the IT world a little bit. Thanks. Um, That's how I see it. <laughs> and you said it beautifully the other day when we were together and hopefully you, you recorded all of that. <laughs> um, and just now. So here's a fun one for you. If you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of less of or differently with regards to your professional career? That's a good question. And I wasn't prepared for it. Um, if I can go back to my 20 year old self, I am telling myself to slow down, to speed up. Uh, one of the lessons that I have personally learned over the past two years is uh, to, to, to develop focus. And I have constantly been finding that the more you slow down and really think through a decision, what's the best outcome, not only for yourself, but for your clients, um, you know, when you're in business, that's my top piece of advice. Um, don't rush decisions. I think you appreciate your decisions more. You make better decisions and you make the best decision for your clients if you do things that way. Yeah, I, I agree. Slow down. There, there's a statement that I learned not too long ago, I guess it's, um, I don't know if it's one of the military branches, like slow is good and, and good is fast or something along those lines. I'm going to, oh, I feel mm. bad saying it wrong, but it is, it's all about like, if you slow down, you know, you're actually, you're going to make better decisions and therefore you're actually progressing faster in the long run, as opposed to just trying to rush through everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I, I mean, I personally, I never felt that way. Um, I particularly, again, I go back to the pandemic that that really just kind of put the brakes on everything and accelerated everything at the same time. So it was real easy to kind of feel like, Oh, Oh my God, what do I do now? Or what decision do I make? Um, so that that's just been really fascinating and interesting to me that the, you know, again, I guess the, the more you slow down, the, the more you can speed up and accelerate in the long run. Absolutely. So Dan, I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me. What's something you'd like to ask me? Oh, uh, what is your number one piece of advice for the small business owner who is struggling with telling their story? <laughs> That's a big one. Number one piece of advice for the small business owner that's struggling to tell their story. I would say um, just start writing it down um and not in a structured way just kind of a you know mind mapping just kind of jot down your life experiences and you know is there any trends or is there any um anything that really pops out at you that that you learned a major lesson from or something that's you know really pulling at at the heartstrings from a, an emotional standpoint that was a pivoting point in in your um, in your professional and personal career and development, uh, just reflecting back. And, and one of the things that I learned from a storytelling standpoint is to just really have three major stories 
that are simple and easy to share, um, but that you can use in, you know, in how you share your, how you do your storytelling. Um, so I, I have, I have some really, mine are really simple that I talk about. Um, but it, it's all about being authentic and, and just be you and don't overthink it. I think you're overthinking it. <laughs> Me? Yeah, yes. I overthink everything. I overthink everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's one of my challenges. That, that, that's a fun uh, question. Thank you for asking me that. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you for the answer. All right. Now, um, my understanding is you have an offer for our listeners. Do you want to talk about that? I do. Yeah. Anyone who finds me through this podcast, um, I will get a free copy of my ebook, which is uh, 10 keys to provide to finding the best IT provider match. And uh, that's for free. If you connect with me through my website at wjinet.com. All right. We'll include that information in our show notes. All right, Dan, any final word or advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Uh, well, thank you for the opportunity to be on the podcast and yeah, anyone listening who has any IT needs and uh, wants to learn more about how we help you grow, please do reach out. I'm available at dan at wjinet.com or again, websites wjinet.com and you can follow me on all the social media channels. All right. That's great. Thank you so much for including um, all of the ways that people can connect with you. We'll definitely include that in our show notes. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Dan. Thanks, Lori. All right. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Dan for taking the time to connect with us. As mentioned before, let's definitely connect on LinkedIn. And hey, take a look for Dan on LinkedIn as well. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. I'm sure he is too. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And most importantly, go out there, connect with someone, reconnect with someone from your fat, your, from your past, find someone new that you'd like to connect with. I mean, at the end of the day, that is what it's all about. People go and build those relationships. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.